Wise Five Movies. This is one of your co-hosts, Chris Gasberry. This is Frank Pelicone. You were listening to episode 28 of The Spin Chagrin, and last week's category was Snakes Attack! Exclamation point. Exclamation point. So, Frank, uh, did you have a journey this week? And, um, and, and if so, what was it? And then what did you end up picking? Well, it was a journey in the sense of, like, how maybe you drive to Walmart and you think about stopping at you know the gas station first but then you kind of like skip the gas station and just go to walmart instead um not a journey like around the world like we usually have um so i started by hold on i need to probe that analogy are you you, you're going to stop by the gas station for what gas yeah like you need any gas or you need cigarettes or something and you're like oh i should just stop now before i go to walmart but then you think like yeah fuck it i'm just gonna go to walmart instead and well what do you do after when you need gas or cigarettes you just you just play the game you know you (laughs) <laughs> okay okay hunter <laughs> you got to try and you got to try and um go as long as possible without getting gas because that's a major inconvenience well let's play this game all right <laughs> all right so anyway um so i started watching snake man first which is on tubi um and it's i guess it was a movie about some kind of like mythical snake man that guarded some temple in the, the jungle okay. but the CGI was so atrocious that I said, I can't watch this movie. So literally like seven minutes in, I had to stop it because I just, I wasn't able to do it. Okay. Okay. So then I watched the movie for the podcast and we'll get to that in a second. And then after I watched it, I was like, you know what? Like I should, I should watch another snake movie just so we have some con, you know, some, some comparison points. So I started watching this movie called snakes out of Compton. Oh, which is a um homage to straight out of compton the nwa story um about a uh burgeoning rap group that is beset by a monstrous science influenced snake that grows to mythical proportions um and i got through about 15 minutes of that and was like this is one of the worst things i've ever seen so i stopped so if you ever are perusing tubi and you see either snakes out of compton and or um snake man just avoid them they're not worth it okay but this movie so the movie we're talking about is a 2002 um action horror film uh called snake island um it's written directed produced and starring wayne crawford um who had a pretty low-key prolific career in hollywood for about 30 years uh passed away in 2016 um he maybe is most uh notable for writing and producing valley girl the nick cage movie Mm. um but what he would do is he would act in he acted in about 20 okay i actually have his stats hold on um he acted in 30 films produced 15 wrote nine and directed seven Mm -hmm. so what it seemed like he would do is he would like act for a while and probably build up some capital and then he would write produce and direct a movie and star in it for the most part then he would like do the same thing for like a few years and he would go back and like make a movie that he was in and he has this trend over the course of his career until pretty much when he died 
Um, I guess the last movie he directed was 2005, which is only a few years before he stopped. It seems like like acting or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, although he produced movies for a while. Um, pretty impressive dude in that respect. Uh, mm-hmm. Kind of like uh, um, John Cassavetes style guy, I guess. Um, right. So we'll talk about him again, like after the movie, because we got to talk about fucking Snake Island. So the premise of Snake Island is there's a group of people that are on a tour boat in Africa and they are um, going down river to this resort that exists like whatever, like this African resort, like safari resort, whatever. But on board, there's um, this guy that owns an abandoned resort on Snake Island that he's trying to restore and make like an active tourist spot okay he's also on board with william cat oh great american American hero hero, right um who's just kind of tagging along because he's an author and he's trying to get inspiration for his next book but he doesn't know where it's going to come from so he's just kind of on the safari tour Um, he was author in house too yes well yeah it's a a role that he's well suited for Mm -hmm um there's also there's a couple on board that are on their honeymoon there's some other people that work for uh the wayne crawford character who's the riverboat captain um this guy who i swear his name is like anthony for most of the movie but then at some point they start calling him righteous Hmm. he's like this um older like black guy who's actually from africa and like knows the river really well and then this really amorous like middle-aged blonde woman who's like super hot for william cat um then there's somebody else too but i can't remember anyway oh i'm I'm sorry there's another woman who's a lawyer that's on vacation and another lady who works for the resort that they're going to down river and it's just catching a ride with the riverboat so this is your this your cast so they stop at Snake Island and the captain disembarks and is like, hey, I'll be right back because he's going with the owner um, and his helper because they're going to restock some stuff because they have like rations and whatever, even though they're only like like 30 minutes away from this other resort or whatever, or 30 miles, something they're close to this other resort, but for whatever reason, they get off. So when they get off, the first thing that happens is snakes attack the boat so while hey, they're all like the podcast i know it's crazy <laughs> so while they're all distracted by some rustling in the bushes um that they're looking at you know the the tourist guy like the um the honeymoon dude he has uh, a camera and he's filming like this rustling there's a snake that's like slithering above him on the like canopy of the boat that drops off and the wife is like <gasps> And everybody's like, shut up. We're trying to watch this rustling. And finally, she's like, snake. So then William Cat picks up like some kind of like hook thing and basically destroys the boat trying to kill the snake and never succeeds in killing the snake, but destroys like the gas cans for the boat and the engine of the boat. So then he can't go. One of those hooks like the guy like in um, I Know What You Did Last Summer had? No, 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 no. Like a longer hook, like what you would like grab the dock with to pull your boat in. Okay. I don't know what those things are called. They're called a boat hook or whatever. Anyway, William Cat's an idiot and he does this thing and he destroys it and he's like, I'm sorry. So then everybody's like, oh, well, it's fine. We'll just stay on Snake Island. 
Um, so they do. Uh -huh. So then you spend about 40 minutes of them like wandering around and continuous snake eye cam like down in the weeds or yeah. like peeking up from behind a couch or like under a bed <laughs> where you think like a snake's going to attack but then the snakes never attack uh -huh. and in all actuality um the snakes aren't attacking even like when the snake drops down like it never tries to attack anybody it just falls down and they freak out and try to you know william cat tries to kill it destroys the boat so all of these things happen and i swear to god like i timed it it's this movie is 90 minutes long and it's 50 minutes before the first person gets bitten by a snake and dies but okay. we'll get to that right. and this includes them like going out in the, the bush for no reason in the middle of the night and snakes like not getting in their car and like what? hiding under blankets and then they find it like oh my god and then they just kill it <laughs> or like oh there's a snake like in this room and they just kill it like okay. they just kill these snakes like super easy right and they tell you it's like it's like a, pu a puff adder there's a green mamba there's how are all these snakes hold on does it say where snake islands at or is it just yeah, like it's in africa oh it's, it's a real place but it's not in africa i don't think no there, there's a real place down off of brazil that snake island is the scariest thing i've ever read about in my entire life yeah so this isn't that this is okay. a completely made up place in okay. africa where okay all right so anyway so they keep teasing that snakes are going to attack but snakes never attack they just and so they don't ever show snakes and people really in the same scene mm -hmm. for a long time they just have like snake puppets and you uh -huh. can kind of see like people's hands like moving like the snake's heads back and forth right real high quality production sure um so what eventually happens is you find out that the lawyer falls in love with um wayne crawford because mm -hmm. she admires his like grizzled you know demeanor and everything um there's a scene where they decide to get drunk um around a bonfire and the lady that's the um worker at the other resort puts on some like really bad like techno and does a strip tease mm -hmm. and then the blonde woman strips with her and they start making out and the william cat's like well i guess i'll join in and dance too and so william cat's sitting there with his shirt open like dancing with these two like naked women that are making out and the guy that's the owner of the place gets really drunk and he wants to go like make out with somebody but nobody wants to make out with him so he despondently wanders off and he gets killed by snakes so at like 48 minutes in he gets bitten by a bunch of snakes and dies um so then they all go to bed like nobody realizes that guy's dead oh no i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm missing an important plot point so the blonde woman is like hey william cat like i really want to have sex with you and he's like well i really want to have sex with you but plot twist i'm actually married and happily married and i won't cheat on my wife and she's like, dude, you're in Africa and she's in America. She'll never know. Like, this is just a one-time thing. And he's like, you're right. She would never know, but I would know. And I'm not going to do it. Damn. So then the blonde woman gets all pissed and she's like, I need to go to the boat. Mm. Even though they're on Snake Island in the middle of the night. So right. she's all drunk. Mm -hmm. So Righteous, as they're now calling him, who I swear <laughs> to God, he's called Anthony or something like that early in the movie. Right. Is like, well, I'll walk with you so you don't get killed. Mm -hmm. Or so you're safe. So they're walking down this path and all of a sudden all these snakes pop out 
but none of the snakes attack them. They just stare at them. So they decide the best option is to climb into a tree because, you know, snakes can't climb trees or anything. Sure. Hey. So all they do is they climb like 10 feet off the ground and they're up there like looking and then the snakes are gone. They're like, oh, we, we survived. But then somebody comes looking for them and uh, no, how does it happen oh they're in the tree and righteous falls asleep and the blonde woman who is not drunk anymore is like righteous i don't know how you can sleep at a time like this and she looked he looks down and he's like don't move and there's a little green snake coming out of his like his shirt like crawling up his chest like to his face but ain't biting him or nothing it's just there so she leans over in the tree and beats the man in the chest to try and kill the snake. She beats righteous then, in the chest? Yeah, yeah. Well, she's hitting the snake like against his chest, but it causes okay. it to bite him. Then they both fall out of the tree. Then she gets bitten by all these snakes that weren't hiding. Then they both die. Okay. So now your co counts up to three. All right. There also was two corpses they found on the island, which were um Harry is the name of the river of the guy that owns Snake Island now. Mm-hmm. Um, they find two corpses that were Harry's friends, but there's no real you never see them die they die off screen um but there's a checkoff's gun here because uh fuck what was his name like fillet or something like that i can't remember philippe um he had this gun that he loved that he loved more than his mother and they mentioned that like four or five times because they find this gun eventually and harry says like well he never would have abandoned that gun because he loved it more than his mother to the point where at one point, William Katz says, I really got to see this mother to see like how ugly she could be that he loved the gun more than her, which is actually a pretty funny line. So, um, so now they've found all these people are dead. Um, so the pseudo lesbian dancing lady, she goes to take a shower. Um, she tries to have sex with somebody who refuses to, so she's all upset. So she goes to a shower, take a shower, um, and then a snake comes out of the shower head and eventually kills her. So she gets bitten by a snake. Hold on a second. Naked. What kind of fucking shower head is a snake coming out of? Well, I mean, snakes are, you know, malleable. Like, they can scrunch themselves up. They don't got no, like, fucking solid bones or nothing. Wait, anyway, no, this, uh, <laughs> it, it's, if, if this is the sticking point for you, then we can't finish this review okay. because you're going to be... <laughs> like it's it gets much more ridiculous so she gets bit so she wraps herself in the see-through shower curtain that says snake island all over it so she's still technically naked she's just like restricted because she's got a shower curtain wrapped all around her body so she runs away and then she dies so now there's four people dead so then the couple who's on their honeymoon they're like starting to fool around and the woman's like hold on i got a surprise for you so she goes into the other room and the guy's like babe i can't keep this up forever and she's like hold on it'll be worth it i swear um so she goes and puts on this like negligee that apparently even though like they're engaged and you assume that they've like had sex multiple times um she comes out with the negligee and he's laying in bed and she's like baby what do you think 
and she looks down and like you know where his dick is is starting to get like big and she's like oh my god if i didn't know and i get this reaction i'd have worn this all the time and then it's like 18 all of a sudden it's like 7 8 10 12 like 18 inches tall and she's like baby what's going on down there and then she pulls back the sheet and it's a snake that bites her and she realizes that he's been bitten so now they're both dead so in the span of like 13 or 14 minutes from the first death we're having no like deaths of any like cast members has had speaking lines you now have everybody dead but william cat uh riverboat wayne and um the lawyer lady oh and the lawyer lady and riverboat wayne they went into the pool together and she gave him a bj underwater um which they illustrate that she gave him a bj by like bubbles coming up like at his chest where you can't see her head um so they're the only people left alive so there's also this backstory where william cat has gotten permission to look at all these documents from snake island from like the previous inhabitants and somehow pieces together that because people have always used snake island as a place so that at one point snake island didn't exist it was just part of like regular like land mm -hmm. it wasn't an island it was just land okay but there was some flooding because of like like development and all the snakes went to this island Right. So the snakes were cool just living on this island, but then all of a sudden people went there and they were like, hey, we can skin these snakes and eat their meat. So they started killing snakes. Okay. And then the snakes gained sentience about them being killed and banded together to form like a snake army. And I swear to God, this is like what William Cat is like saying is like serious, like scientific research. Jesus Christ. Formed a snake army that now hates all humans and wants to keep people off the island. Wow. So... <laughs> Wow. they're like they're like well that's, that's amazing <laughs> they're like at the one part of the island there's this boat that shows up so there's this guy this kid who like delivers supplies throughout the course of the night and he parks his boat where the, their boat is like their disabled boat so they're like we can you know at like two o'clock in the morning because he comes at three o'clock every morning to drop off supplies we can go down there and wait for him and just get on his boat and leave and then they're like, but there's this other part of the island where we think there might be another boat, even though we've never been over there. And we have to go like twice as far to get there, but maybe that's the better option. And they're like, no, that's not the better option. And then they say, well, what if it is? And so that's the option they go with. So then they're all going to take a nap so they can like get up in the morning where they can see the snakes better and make it to that part of the island. So the woman falls asleep and she... It, it tries to illustrate that she's having a dream, but it doesn't do a good job. So you can't tell if she's hallucinating or if she's like seeing like what's really there, if it's a dream. But I think it was a dream. She keeps seeing like snakes all over the place. Then at one point, she reaches down for her shoe to like throw her shoe at what she thinks is a snake. And when she looks down, her shoe has turned into a snake. And it's like a king cobra. And so it rises up next to the couch and it says hey bitch what are you doing what this is the snake talking i swear to god this is the what snake talks yeah, yeah hold on hold on it gets better than that and she goes you can talk and she says we do make sounds bitch you don't think we can talk and she's like oh my god and then he sings <laughs> i swear to god i'm not making this up and then he sings this song so I had to watch this part like I had to I had to watch this part three times because I couldn't believe that it was actually happening. But he sings this like low like dubstep like beat like boom 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 
like comes in and he goes we hate people yes we do as far as we're concerned they're just something to chew oh i swear what to god the like, that's, that's song. so then she's like ah! and then this other snake is like shut the fuck up bitch and then she wakes up and there's like no snakes around because she dreamed that whole thing with the snakes but then the connection is made that that proves that the snakes have some animosity against people on the island because of this dream she like intuited um, it through a dream yeah yeah yeah, and through a really bad song um <laughs> so then the snakes launch an attack on mass on the place they're staying so I swear to God, it, it actually was like kind of disgusting because at this point they're using real snakes in some parts. Um, I guess they had like a collection of like non-poisonous snakes or whatever. So there's like whole knots of snakes like hanging against like outside the windows and stuff. It, it's actually kind of gross. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm not even like bothered by snakes, but just like all those like coiled bodies like writhing together. It's just it. So the snakes are jumping in, but what they do is because they can't have real poisonous snakes around the actors, they CGI snakes, or they have like rubber snakes right. that they're just like. And I swear to God, these three assholes fight off an invasion of like a hundred snakes, like they're hitting them with. Oh, that, that's another subplot. So one of the guys that was previously killed, that was Harry's like lackey, was a huge cricket fan and had all of his cricket equipment there. So they have like cricket mm-hmm. bats and William Cats like all geared up and like I don't even know what the fuck that because cricket is not a real sport but like what? all of his like it's not a real sport to me it, it, if a, if a game can take like nine hours to play that doesn't it's it's ridiculous anyway so he's got like his cricket bat and he's like hitting them and they're hitting them and then they're shooting snakes and all of a sudden these like fucking amateurs are like marksmen and like shooting snakes so then they they survive this assault they're all alive nobody got bit. So the sun's up. So they say, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to go to where we presume there may be another boat on this island. Even though there's millions of snakes on this island that are between us and there, this is our plan. So what they're going to do is, I swear to God, like this is how ridiculous this movie is. William Cat is going to run diversion in one direction with all of his like cricket gear on because he can survive in that. And that'll draw the snakes off so that Wayne and Lawyer can go the other direction and they can meet up and get on the boat right mm-hmm. so william cat runs off and they run off and they encounter like almost no snakes on their trip so i guess maybe it worked i don't know but like they're like talking about you know like how they love each other and they're like sharing jokes and stuff like that and like they'll show you snakes in the distance but pretty much they're left alone william cat like he's running he gets to a part in the jungle and he trips because he's in like this little ravine and when he turns around there's like a king cobra like bobbing back and forth and fucking hissing at him and if you can see me i'm like doing the bobbing back and forth with my hand mm-hmm. because obviously this is a fucking visual medium um so he's got like this cold oh no i'm sorry he's got the gun that was what's his name's the dead guy's favorite gun and he's like you know what snake fuck you and he shoots it i swear to god point blank and he misses and then he gets this look on his face and he like turns turns his back towards the camera and there's like 10 little tiny snakes like biting him on the back and he's like oh no fuck me and then he passes out or he like falls off camera so you think William Cat's dead right uh-huh so then um captain wayne and the lawyer 
they get to this spot where they're on this like high ridge and they're looking down on this zip line and they can see the boat like the boat's anchored off this pier the zip line is like to send like supplies down quickly or whatever or, like send supplies whatever so you don't have to like walk like the 40 feet like down to the pier itself because you're fucking lazy or whatever right <clears throat> but there's a boat there so they spend like three minutes looking at this zip line and captain wayne's like it says it can only hold 100 pounds and she's like well, we both weigh more than 100 pounds and he's like we're just gonna have to risk it oh, are we gonna risk it he's like i don't know are you gonna risk it and, I, and there's like snakes like right behind him like just staring at him and like bobbing back and forth nobody's attacking them but they're looking so then they finally decide they're going to risk the zip line, which they have no problems with. It doesn't collapse at all. There's no strain on it. There's actually, like we, like I talked about Chekhov's gun, like this is the opposite of that, where you introduce a plot point and just don't pay it off at all, and it doesn't mm-hmm. even matter. Mm-hmm. So as they're zipping down the zip line, there's snakes like jumping out of the trees like Adam, and they're like dodging them, and they're falling in the water. So they finally get down, and they get in the boat, and William Cat's in there because he's alive. He survived. And he just, you know, he needs some rest and some medical attention. And they start the boat and they sail away down the river. So fade to black. Then it comes back in. And there's another boat that's docking at Snake Island. And it says like two years later or something. I can't remember how long the time is. But it, it shows some, you know, like title that says X number of years later. Um. So it's these people, and the guy's like, yeah, I don't know why Snake Island, like, is, has never been developed successfully. Like, it's a prime spot. You know, you have all this infrastructure in place with, like, because they have, like, really nice, like, bungalows and shit. I mean, it's it's a good little resort, I guess. So the, and so it's these two guys being led there by this, like, real estate agent, like, African real estate agent, I guess. I don't know. Uh-huh. Um, like, jungle real estate. Hmm. I don't know if that's a thing, but I guess whatever, there's this dude selling it. So the one guy has this book in his hand. And he's like, you know what gave me the idea is this book. And it's a book with a picture of a snake on the front. And it says Snake Island by William Katz character's name. Mm. And he's like, let me tell you something. This is what's going to draw people here. This book is killer promotion. Uh-huh. And then it zooms in on the cover and the snake on the cover winks. And that's oh. the, end of the movie. So yeah, that's oh, boy. That, that's 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 Snake Island. It's Fuck, um, that's that that that's something. Um, ninety minutes. Ninety minutes exactly. Um, feels like about. I swear to God, like I was, because at, at, at first I was like kind of like, oh, haha, like they're really like building up the snake thing, and they're just gonna start killing people, and then it was like thirty minutes in, and I'm like, you know. They keep showing, I, I, like, they do so many things to show Snake Eye Cam. Like, they do the Sam Raimi Evil Dead, like, uneven rush mm-hmm. across the ground. They do, like, fisheye lens under the couch. They do, you know, a small camera inside a pipe to make it look, like, they show, like, somebody looking in a pipe. Then they show the camera inside the pipe, like, move, like, zooming in and out. And right. back So many times, and nothing ever happens. Right. And these people kill so many snakes because they're just eating them. Like these motherfuckers are eating snakes like they're chickens or something. It's crazy. And I, I've eaten snake and it's pretty decent. But when you got a whole bunch of poisonous snakes, that probably ain't the right play, right? So, but they do this the whole movie. And at one, I'm looking at my phone and I'm like, or I, I actually, you know, to be like, you can hit your remote and see how much time has gone through the movie. Right. 
and it was like 39 minutes and i'm like motherfuckers anybody ever gonna die like these so do- during this anybody. period is there any character development is there any like it's pretend character development because it's got to set up the fact that william it, it sets up the fact that harry who's the guy that owns snake island is kind of a lech but is also just like a dude that's trying to make his money back it sets up that wayne is a decent dude who's you know just kind of lonely and sort of works on the river because he's got nothing else it sets up that righteous is this guy that actually knows a lot about like the history and he's really uncomfortable being on the island because he knows like the legends of snake island Mm -hmm. um it sets up that it never sets up that the blonde woman is like this it never sets up that william cat is married or the blonde woman is this terrible like you know whatever uh, like home home wrecker or anything i mean they're just both normal people the married couple are just normal people i mean it's the thing is is it's not terribly written and it's really not even like a bad movie it's just so abjectly ridiculous after a certain point that like i swear to god i'm sitting the, there the, the singing snake is, is it went when, when when that happened because they've done some things and you can see like people's hands like off camera whatever like in low budget films i can forgive some some technical gaffes because whatever what are you working with right sure when that fuck when when the snake started disappearing and i was like well what are they trying to say here is this like a dream sequence and then that snake rose up and started talking to her and then sang i don't know i mean i was both like completely invested and so completely like taken out of the moment of watching snake island it was it was crazy and it's it's insane and the snakes never talk again she doesn't have she doesn't really i guess she kind of talks she does say that the snake talked to me and they're like ah you were just dreaming but then all the snakes attack um and they attack from everywhere man like they're in the windows they're coming down the chimney they're all of a sudden like underneath like couches (laughs) so they're killing snakes and she picks up a waste basket and puts it over a snake she doesn't like crush the snake she flips it over so the opening of the waste basket is facing down and puts it over the snake because you know that snake can't get out of a fucking like one pound waste basket and the snake starts moving so i guess like they had like a remote control car under this waste basket because mm-hmm. it starts like going around and she's like remember the scene in um catwoman where um uh, Tom Lone is dancing with Catwoman, like playing basketball. Yes. Um, she's basically doing that with this wastebasket. Like it's like a up view, and she's like, Ooh, like moving her hands back and forth. And then somebody like kicks the wastebasket over and crushes the snake. Mm-hmm. Um, so much, so much snake death in this movie. Um, it's it's very, very uneven in terms of like deaths. And the snakes are just like that's where they live. Like just stay off the island, you idiots. Or maybe don't destroy the boat when you're, you know, don't try and play hero, William Cat. Like, just leave it alone. Um, It was good to see William Cat in, like, an actual role. Yeah. Um, Greatest American Hero is a pretty large part of my childhood, Mm -hmm. um, both in terms of, like, my enjoyment of that show and just, like, that song being kind of omnipresent in my head for the past, you know, 45 years. Mm. Or I guess, Mm. like, 40 years, probably, at this point. Um, So, yeah. So... It really makes me want to watch a lot more um, Wayne Crawford movies. Mm. Um, because if he puts this kind of effort into this, and again, this is towards the end of when he was like really directing stuff. Right. This actually might be the last. He directed a movie called South of Hell in 2005. So that's the last movie that he directed. 
Um, and he doesn't star in that, so that's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. But he directed um, a movie called Crime Lords that he stars in. Um, a movie called Jake Speed, which is apparently like some kind of like pulp noir where he plays like a detective. Okay. That um sounds like it might be kind of funny. Um, and then his uh directorial debut is a movie called Barracuda, which I've actually seen. And I don't remember that well. It's kind of like a piranha ripoff. So it's um chemically induced aggressive barracuda fish in Florida, like menacing. So you know, whatever, like trying to play off the popularity of Jaws and Piranha in 77. Um so I would actually kind of like to see that again just to see. And he's the lead in that. But just a dude that basically lived his whole life in Hollywood, you know, was able to act in a bunch of movies, produce a bunch of movies, including some stuff that was like real, you know, movies. Um, He's credited with basically fighting, um, fighting to keep uh, Martha Coolidge as the director of Valley Girl when the studio wanted to replace her. Um, So probably a pretty decent dude in terms of like, you know, whatever like fighting for like women's rights when there wasn't as many um produce night of the comet you know that's another one Mm -hmm. that's um pretty great like low budget movie so yeah i don't know i mean it's just um really interesting guy i think if i have the chance to watch something else on the spin chagrin that he's done um there's plenty of stuff of his that i haven't seen so i think i may be able to find some stuff so right so yeah um, so Rotten Tomatoes seems pretty split, like the audience scores about whether um, it's like so bad it's good or um, or whether it's just bad. So where do you fall there and what's the Chagrin score? It's so bad it's good. I mean, it's it is a fucking awful movie, but it's one of those things where aside from William Cat, he doesn't really have like real actors here. He's just got a bunch of like right. people, um, but they all do a fine job. You know, I mean, there's definite heart in the movie. Um, I really don't understand the directorial choice to have the snake sing and especially not that song and if, if if you can like if you have the time to watch this movie you really need to like at least watch to that point where that song happens because it is one of the most ludicrous things I've ever seen in a in a film um I don't know it's like a four I, I really I had a good time watching it it was funny yeah. I mean, as terrible as it is, it wasn't, like, bad, you know, like, I swear, like, I started watching Snake Man, and the acting was fucking abysmal, and then the CGI starts, and it was so cheap, and you could tell that nobody cared what it looked like. Mm-hmm. Like, look, these snakes, there's CGI snakes in this movie, and there's animatronic snakes, and there's snake puppets. And there ain't much that looks like a real snake, um, except when they're showing like actual like non-poisonous snakes. And I think a lot of it was archival footage, come to think of it, like from like Animal Planet or something, mm-hmm. because you rarely see a person and a snake in the same scene. Um, but whatever, like they at least tried, you know, they were trying to do something. Um, and Snakes Out of Compton seemed like vaguely racist to me. So I just I wasn't down. Like, I right. couldn't finish watching that movie. But this movie, like, it's got heart to it, you know, and apparently this guy really cared about, like, making these vehicles for himself with, I would assume, his own money in some ways. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, I think that's pretty cool. You know, I like people that do that in the same way that I like Cassavetes 
and I'm not comparing the two at any stretch, but they're similar, like at least philosophically, you know, and mm-hmm. the fact that just trying to make it's like the guy that directed Jungle Trap. Like that's a terrible movie, but that was just a dude that loved making movies and probably had like a couple hundred thousand dollars and was like, fuck it, I'm gonna make this movie on VHS and he just made it. So I don't know. I mean, that's the kind of DIY spirit that I appreciate and sure low budget independent film and this one is one that actually works and is worth your 90 minutes of your time it's not really worth the 90 minutes of your time but it's pretty funny like you'll laugh pretty consistently throughout the movie so so it's a four you said all fair that this movie is everything you wanted the spinach chagrin to be about a hundred percent like this is exactly when i was kind of envisioning this thing last year when we were talking about what we were going to do this is the thing that i was thinking about would be there's so many movies like this that I've never seen that are really bad and low budget, but also could be a lot of fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, like every stoner bill that makes me just want to die, like there's a movie like this that actually kind of gives me some hope. So, you know, it's um the facts of life. You take the good to take the bad. Take them both and there you have the spin chagrin. The spin chagrin. It's fun. nice follow through. There's a time you gotta grow and show you know about you learn about the spin chagrin. The spin chagrin. I hope that doesn't get us a copyright strike. It's parody though. I claim fair use. What else you want to talk about? I want to talk about James Con being dead. Oh. That's a bummer. He died. Oh, the other person that died that I was trying to remember this weekend is um the guy that played Harold in Twin Peaks died. I saw one of the actors from the Wild Bunch died too. Uh yes, that's true. I can't remember his name, and I feel like an asshole because some of some some guy from like that was like a hundred years old from F Troop died. Um, they all died. There was other people that died. Um, do you know William Cat's father was um the guy that played Kit Carson? I did not know that. Yeah, I didn't either. That's his, pretty crazy. His mom is Barbara Hale, who was the um secretary on um. Perry Mason. <clears throat> Hollywood royalty. William Cat. Oh, William Cat. Uh, he'll, he'll always yeah. be the greatest American hero to Yes, me. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. It's always so hard because they put like everybody that died. I mean, I don't really I, need to know that. I know. Theodore Aranda, who was a Belizean politician, that eh, doesn't need to be on the English language. Right. LQ Jones, I remember, died. Did he really? Well, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, probably, yeah, I so guess, yeah. best known, probably, I guess, for directing Boy and His Dog, maybe. I mean, he, I would, he's, I he's would, an actor. I mean, was... I would like to hope that if one of us ever dies, that someone has the wherewithal to put us, um, on one of these lists Mm -hmm. (laughs) i think you have to at least have a wikipedia page listen um... if lily safra the brazilian monogasque art collector and philanthropist can be on here because who the fuck knows who that is we can be on there it doesn't matter you don't know how much money we have i'm rich in friends (laughs) uh i'm rich in hate sadness Ennui? I don't know. Uh, yeah, Lenny Von Dolan, uh, the guy that played um, Harold in um, Twin Peaks and mm. Firewalk with Me. and um, 
Yeah, I didn't know he that died. he had died. Yeah. Uh, I guess I knew that Al Q. Jones had died. Larry late. Storch. That's the F Troop guy. He's 99 years old. From F, he was an F Troop. And yeah, I knew Larry John. Storch. Joe Turkle, um, who um, who played um, Lloyd, the bartender in The Shining, died. I did see that, too. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I, I mean, James good. James Kahn was still pretty active in terms of his films up until recently, right? Didn't we yeah. have, have a movie with James Kahn recently? I mean, it was 20 years old. Yeah, it was um, fucking Bencio and Ryan Phillippe, uh, Way of the Gun. Oh, right, Way of the Gun. Yeah. Uh, he was fine now. He's probably the best part of it, honestly. From Jesus. Acting standpoint. So he was in a made for TV movie in 2015 called Wuthering High School, hmm. where he played a character called Mr. Earnshaw. Yeah. That's something. Yeah, it is. He was in the Annoying Orange web series where he played the jalapeno as a voice. Uh, yeah, I guess he really hasn't done much in the past like 20 years. Some episodes of TV. What's James Conn's best role? Oh, I was looking at TV movies. That's why I was fucked up. Huh. <clears throat> I was like, man, none of this stuff is real. Um, his best role? I mean, it's Godfather, right? I, I guess. I mean, it's Godfather or... <sighs> um thief yeah yeah it could be thief i mean misery is a good really good performance but i mean i don't know if it's best you know i mean i mean i it's really hard to argue against that performance in the godfather because right i mean that's just a fantastic character yeah um you hate the movie but i think his performance in freebie and the bean is really good He's just a terrible person, you know. Right. right. Uh, yeah, Thief is a good answer too. I think he's really good in Alienation. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, like, look, I mean, it's not. I mean, I think you like it actually. It's it's not your like big like your genre, but um, he's good in Elf, like in that. Sport no, role. I like Elf. I know that's what I said. I think you like it, but yeah, it's still yeah. not your thing. Uh, yards like it's just all these like oh, shitty I, ass i didn't know that. uh, that's back when hbo was doing all those like you know in war things i've never seen that i'll have to look that up he did um poodle springs i've never seen that that's uh i've never seen that either poodle springs is uh i can't remember who ended up was it parker robert b parker yeah and then ended up coming and finishing that um chandler novel it was the last one it was supposed to be the last one it's really strange that in the mid to late mid to late 2000s into the 2000 teens he does all this voice work that's um i wonder why that is i wonder if there's some Health sort of problems like, or something probably yeah or maybe like um like ego type thing where he feels like he's not attractive enough to be a lead anymore and so he's just yeah it's possible doing all these voices but <clears throat> does an episode of family guy does the annoying annoying orange stuff um then he does the platy with a chance of meatballs one and two i don't know it's just yeah it's interesting definitely had a distinctive voice so i can kind of see i guess sure yeah i can um, see that there's a movie called Fast Charlie that doesn't have a Wikipedia page that is a posthumous release. So, mm -hmm. 
damn it. Oh, God, fucking Mickey Blue Eyes. Jesus Christ. There's a lot of bad movies on this list, though, too. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, some really notable roles. I mean, good career for the guy. I mean, um, yeah. We'll always be, you know, well Sunny. known. For, yes. We'll always be extremely well known just for The Godfather. Um, yeah. All right. You want to talk about Stranger Things? Oof. Huh. Yeah, okay. Why? What's what's that sound? What's what's the problem? What's what's wrong? Um, I mean, I guess there's really nothing wrong, but I don't know. I feel like we just talked about this off air, and I don't know. Like, I guess we can rehash like what we said. Yeah, I think. Um, I felt like it was way too long, right? So, and obviously spoilers coming up here for anyone that, and I'm sure everyone who cares about Stranger Things has watched it. What did we figure out? It's like between 11 and 12 episodes of actual content length. Something is what we saw like in these nine episodes. First of all, I felt like the Hopper storyline in Russia and... The storyline of um, Mike and Will and um, Jonathan with their friend trying to get back to Hawkins. I felt like both of those storylines were mostly unnecessary. And I don't know that anything really happened in them that gave them any import at all except for giving like characters you know that are popular screen time yeah something to do and and i particularly thought like having like rehashing all the stuff with l only to introduce the one character was way too much screen time for all that way too much screen time yeah i agree um so my son and I were talking about it. Frankie and I were talking about it. And it was like, you introduce this character who's this like secondary big bad in terms of the general that's after them and wants to kill out. Mm. And ultimately you just have kind of this unsatisfying moment with, you know, Papa Matthew Modine or whatever, getting shot and freeing her to use her powers when they could have gotten there in so many other ways and so much less time and it's just it introduces this character that now because they all go back to hawkins and they all start living their life and they're like the government has to know the connection yeah they obviously know the connection to mike and will and Mm -hmm. um whatever uh winona Ryder's name is like all those people they know the connection is there so all these people are going back into this town that's the center of this massive world-shattering event and just living their life and the government's not there after them like immediately like they're just going to let them all go instead of like being there like tearing that place apart and having the auspices of this like earthquake to like hide it under you know what i mean like it makes no sense it's just this thing that now there's this this character that they can bring back they have this guy they have um 
what's his name the head of the basketball team like the the jock character right and his friends they have these like extra minor bads that they can bring in to increase tension or set a scene or maybe kill a minor character or do something Uh that's just all like such fake storytelling kind of in a way and it's just to pad the length of the episodes and to give you some other reason to have probably season five split into three parts i would imagine i don't know if that's been announced yet but it's what 2024 i think is when it comes out yeah they i actually read that the the duffer brothers said that um it's actually going to be a, probably a pretty short season overall and like kind of just jump right into the action yeah that's fine so that so what it feels like is that they wanted to get to that point so they like kind of a, like elongated the season so that they can go and do the thing they wanted to do in the first place like, but it's like there's no there there's almost no stakes to anything aside from killing a character that i genuinely liked and would have liked to have seen stuck around in eddie sure um who it's i like, really like, I, I didn't dislike argyle i thought he had some funny scenes but it's like why would you keep argyle rather than eddie right and then eddie like so they're obviously and this is something that we we talked about again off air i find it really cowardly that they pseudo introduce this possibly gay love interest between yeah. will and mike and then are so cowardly that they can't just like state that that's what's happening like they can't have any real emotional payoff for it they kind of have to like hide it and subtly hint at it right. and then which they would like, argue is the point right is he has to hide it in some way but at the same time sure. all you're doing is you're just punt you, they punted it to next season without like you know actually doing anything with it and i still don't think they'll have the guts to do it next season like fully I mean, you you said this when we were talking earlier that it's probably going to be some scene where the love is confessed as one of these people is dying, and that's supposed to be like the emotional core of like their friend their relationship. Right. But my my counter argument to that that I made is that they're best friends and have been best friends for most of their lives, so you don't need to introduce this pseudo romantic love interest thing to make it emotionally resonant. Right. Or if you do introduce that, then just do it. You right. know, like it's it would be so easy for there to be a scene in this show they could cut out one of the many scenes that are just jokey or like whatever like set up to have will and 11 have a conversation where she says that you know mike told me that i told you to paint that picture and this is what you said she's like but that never happened you painted that picture and he says you know then he confesses to her and they have an emotional moment between the two of them because you know because he's had to hide his sexuality and she has to hide her powers and they have this common interest in the fact that they're both in love with the same guy and they both love each other you know what i mean so right, like, there's sure. like maybe a five to ten minute scene that happens between these two characters that really builds like some emotional connection between them and between you as a viewer and like their situation mm-hmm. where then if you need to introduce this she already knows it's not because now she's going to be like what the fuck like you were in love with mike the whole you know what i mean like or they don't do that they just do something else that's like sappy but it just kind of drains like the import of that and making like making characters gay on the show i mean i think it is kind of like 
I don't know, brave maybe, and it's not the right word in 2022, but it's definitely something that will not appeal to a, a portion of their fans. Yes. So it definitely takes some guts to like firmly like set yourself, but they do it with a, you know, a secondary character. And um, although I guess she's a main character. After Robin. Yeah. And Robin. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think you probably should have kept Eddie alive. Honestly, I think yeah. that Eddie could have been, the problem is, is that you've already built Steve as the surrogate parent to all these kids. Right. And that's the kind of role that Eddie would fill. And he's already sort of like acquiesced to the fact that Steve is, mm-hmm. you know, like he looks up to Steve too, even though he's hated him for all these years, because Steve really is like a good dude and really does care about these people. Right. Um, and then I don't know. Yeah, I mean, look, I still like this show and everything, but I thought that, like, it was way too long because they were trying to make everything very very epic this season. And, and it showed itself in how they elongated scenes, but also in how they filmed scenes. Uh, case in point, you talked about Papa's death. And, okay, so from a storytelling standpoint, and it feels so minor, but this, like, happens constantly throughout the show. From, a, from an emotional storytelling standpoint, who do you care about that in the scenes? L, right? Like, that's the one that you care about. You don't really care. Like, he's trying to, like, take Elle away when he's still kind of a bad guy. Um, and he gets shot a bunch of times from the helicopter, and, like, he he dies. And look at how they film that scene, right? Like, they have to, like, do the slow-mo kind of he gets shot kind of thing, and then they have to do a bird's eye straight over top of his body, like, as if this is some kind of big, meaningful death. And they have to like you know do like these extra cuts like to like zoom around his body and it's like nobody emotionally is connected to papa nobody gives a fuck about papa everybody hates papa because everybody cares about l so why are you trying to make his death seem epic because it's not like you're doing it from l's point of view where it's like okay is this supposed to represent how l views this moment um it's just like they're just trying to make it seem epic and and right. for, for for no other reason which is very much like a thing i hate because of like things like peter jackson and stuff like that like constantly trying through a filmmaking like you know tricks to try to make things seem yeah. more epic than what they are and, and the real just... pro- the real problem is is that your redemption arc for papa is him like pushing a button like as the life drains out of him i mean sure he's right. basically tried to sacrifice this he releases her from slavery right this being that he says he considers his daughter by gaslighting her and for his own selfish gain because he wants to finish his project right it's just i don't know yeah and, and and look the scene ended the way it should have which is like him basically like trying to get some kind of forgiveness out of her and like she's just like bye papa <laughs> like and gives him nothing i mean and lets him die like you know um that's good i mean I like that, but it's just like getting to so many of these scenes, and there are really good scenes in it. It's just that getting to those scenes took took takes so long, and there's just a lot of filler to get to them. Um, I'm not a great fan of the Vecna stuff. I mean, it's eh, fine. I it's like fine. it, but it's like I don't know if he's the big he, bad, and we've disagreed on this whether that's going to be the case or not in season five. But it's like. I don't know if I like him being the big bad if he's the end game of the, all of those. So my supposition is that he's not the big bad. It's just his ego 
wouldn't let him see that there was something actually controlling him in the upside down when he got pushed there by L. Mm-hmm. And it's some, I, I think it's something that's directly connected to her and that the ultimate, like, um, whatever, like stakes of this show are going to be that the upside down only exists while L is alive, that she basically created all of it through like some, whatever her powers are connected to. And there's going to have to be some choice where you're going to think that she either has to die. Oh, right. And that's, and, and, and that's where, and the, look, that's probably exactly where Will, because he has a piece of it in him, um, goes and sacrifices himself instead. And like, you know, all that kind of stuff, you know, like, and all that shit. Plays yeah, out. sure. And then it takes her powers away and she right. can be a normal person and they can. Yeah. So we, one thing we didn't talk about is, um, and this gets to another point we have talked about maybe, but, um, we didn't talk about Max. Um, I I thought it was really brutal to see that. Um like yeah. to, to see her like limbs like snapping and stuff like that and and thinking that like they killed her. And like look, I don't I didn't I I love that character and I think she was one of the best parts of this entire season was She's one of my favorite characters on the show. Yes, and I thought her acting was some of the best stuff in the season. I thought her storyline was really good. Um so it was pretty horrific to actually see them go that way you know and like and do that but then suddenly like maybe l brings her back it seems like you know i mean certainly back to physical life but i mean like who knows what that ending supposed to signify when she goes in and she's not there or whatever um and she goes in her brain but um it, it just feels like i didn't want to see her die but it's like the part of me was like oh at least they want there at least they have some guts right but then and, they don't have any guts. But then they don't have any guts, right? <laughs> they're just going to bring her back. Right. So here's my theory on Max. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what it's going to be is that Vecna's like physical form was destroyed, but his mental form or whatever was pushed inside of her because of what L did with like the piggyback thing. Mm-hmm. And that they're going to do this thing where for at least like an episode or two, he's kind of her puppet master sort of like insider. Mm. And then something's going to happen where Al goes in and like finally vanquishes him and knocks him out. And that's when they do the, the real big bad reveal of what's behind like the mind flayer or whatever mm. and blah, blah, blah. So gotcha. that way they can save Max, but still have there be like yeah. some, you know, like pseudo danger in what's happening to her. Yeah. I'm still excited to see the end of the show. I mean, like it's a, it's been a good show <laughs> up until this season. There's still some things I like this season and it. it just felt like you could have fit those. I think you said four, four hours. Like, I think that's probably about right. You could have fit a lot of those yeah. things in the four hours, four, four or five episodes. Yeah, I, I right. seriously like, I, I like Hopper and the mom together. Joyce. Yeah. Joyce. I like Hopper as a character, but you should have just killed him. You should have left him dead. I mean, that, there was no need to do all the stuff in Russia because ultimately all it is is two and a half episodes worth of shit that happens that ultimately means nothing. Right. When you just bring them back and have everybody be fine. You know what I mean? Like, sure. Right. What are the stakes there? Like, what's the. Right. Agreed. Like, it was, it's horrifying when you see Hopper die at mm-hmm. the end of season three or whatever it is. Like, you're, it's, it's such a noble sacrifice on his part. <laughs> to save this person that he can the the woman that he loves and the girl that he considers a daughter like he sacrifices himself to save it and he's like but yeah he didn't really sacrifice himself he's just in russia 
you know well, well well what's funny is that like it's like you know it's like part of the thing is like man i can't i don't know if they killed hopper right and it's like you know the russians were involved and they show you that last scene at the end of season three in russia and you're like okay well hopper's probably in russia right like that's going to be the thing or something like somehow he survived but then it's like you're wondering how the hell did he survive that and the answer was he just kind of jumped off the le- like a platform and that's how he lived and it's like yeah. It's like, okay, like that's not a very satisfying um, answer to that question. But uh, yeah, the Hopper stuff, um, I really like that actor, like you said, and I really like that relationship. I love Joyce. And, um, but yeah, the Russia stuff was just, um, just kind of filler and didn't really matter. Yeah. Also, let me ask you a question because I was really confused and maybe I missed something. Mm-hmm. Where'd the big fucking <clears throat> Conan sword come from? In that scene where he kills the um, oh shit, uh, whatever they call those things. The I, demon I mean, was, I can't remember. He found <clears throat> it. So I, I'm, I don't remember the exact scene where he finds. I know he finds it somewhere because I mean they had weapons all over the place for the prisoners that they were like throwing in to like fight these things, like in a gladiator pit. So right, I, maybe I can't, remember, I, can't, I can't remember where he found it. But maybe I just forgot because that happened. You know, I remember him. I do remember him vaguely picking it up somewhere, like inside the prison, like near the near the pit or something like that but um because i remember like there's like a gleam in his eye like when he picks it up or whatever but i didn't remember that and i was really confused as to where that fucking sword came from i mean whatever right. it's a cool scene but it's like sure. mm-hmm. right right like, all right Conan. <laughs> yeah but we just bitched about it for 20 minutes i still enjoy this show and i still yeah, I do too yeah it has really good writing and i think the actors are by and large all really talented yeah um to be honest with you the person that i kind of like the least is um lucas i think he's probably like the weakest actor on the show um him and jonathan i'm not really a big fan of in terms of like the performances but they're still fine i don't think the kid that plays lucas shows emotion very well it always feels very forced to me whenever he's got to like i thought I, i thought the yeah i think all the only one that i didn't see struggle at all was dustin um i i think that the kids as they age a little bit are starting to struggle with some of the more emotional material at times um i i laughed at the writing more than the delivery but of uh when will like basically is like telling mike his feelings but talking about l in the car right um like i just thought it was like just a really kind of weird poorly written scene in some ways and it's like again like part of it because of like the fact that they just don't go there um but there's but uh and then mike's um mike's scene with l when she's like in the um makeshift sensory deprivation oh yeah uh when he's talking to her is is a little bit of a struggle but yeah um so it's but it's only when they get the emotional material i think everything else like the kids are still like you know working really well i really like the uh the older actors a lot in it i think they've really progressed through the seasons like right. i i see robin um what's her name and uh I, again i'm not a huge fan of jonathan i just feel like there's yeah, nothing to him. yeah i agree i mean and i i mean to some degree it's like i i think maybe the writers have realized that i i suspect at this point jonathan Jonathan will not be surviving next season because now the end game again is like maybe Nancy and Steve, but, um, well, right. Cause so this is what's going to happen. Either 
Steve is going to die, and that's going to solidify Jonathan and Nancy. Or Jonathan's going to die to save Nancy, and then you get Steve and Nancy back together. Sure, that's right. that's it. I mean, one of those two dudes right. yeah, yeah. is going to get killed at some right. point, and then the other one is going to end up with her. I was telling Bernie though, like, um, if you really want to fuck things up, it's like the the te- the the worst thing that you could do for both of those characters is you kill Nancy. that doesn't necessarily have to happen i'm just saying that it's like if you want to just break both of them and really pull up people's heartstrings like that's probably would be the thing to do at that point um yeah um my favorite new actor on the show after because i really like daddy's character a lot is um the young lady that plays lucas's sister Uh um i really i really liked her as a character Um, i thought she was good comic relief but also it was a good performance yeah yeah, I also like the dude that plays the um, and I'm really bad with names in the show. The guy that plays uh, the jock that's trying to murder Eddie. Um, that oh, Lucas right. gets in the fight with at the end. Um, yeah, I can't remember what that character's name is. Uh, but he he did a good job. He played the. There was a good balance between like unhinged psychopath and actual genuinely concerned person who feels like he's doing the right thing so i i felt like that was a good character yeah um yeah i don't know i'm i'm looking forward to the next season but i'm really glad it's two years away i guess that's the best way i can put it and i'm really glad it's the end honestly like it's, yeah. a, it's a show that like needs to kind of wrap itself up i think as these kids as kids age out and um it's just time to move on i think and, and wrap it up i mean right i i really hope they're filming a lot of things like early mm-hmm um yeah in order to kind of like still capture him because finn wolfhard is looking much less and less like a 16 year old kid sure like every episode right um right yeah no i um but yeah no i'm really excited for it still i i want i want to see how it wraps up um you know three phenomenal seasons i think overall and a fourth season that just kind of like doesn't live up to the previous season so far and um, did you see that um somebody recut obi-wan into a two and a half hour movie i did i thought about watching it actually um but i didn't i would like to watch it i would like someone to cut this into like uh <laughs> right like two two hour episodes or something like that and let me see like right. what they can do yeah. um i do want to watch that obi-wan thing though because i feel like if you take oh yeah uh an hour and 15 minutes out of that runtime i think you have a really tight well done movie yeah i i, I and you could lose be much better yeah. so many things that don't even matter in that show sure um and take out some of the more ridiculous scenes um yeah that are really laughable yeah i, I think it would be better than that show was yeah you gotta splice in a toxic dart that's, that's <laughs> the best um obi-wan scenes ever been filmed i saw this um tiktok the other day uh where it's like this this girl I'm, I'm assuming she's probably a cosplayer but like you know she's not in cosplay outfit and she says that um you know he's a 10 but he's really bad with kids um you know he has mommy issues he likes to choke people and it cuts and she's in a pot padme like cosplay outfit and she says 15 <laughs> um made me laugh uh, fucking fucking prequels jesus yeah 
I don't think I'll ever get tired of um of shitting on those things. All right. You know, if you watch them enough, you kind of become numb. That's just personal recommendation. Right. He's just to kind of he's just kind of it's like what they talk about freezing to death being like, right? Mm-hmm. It's like that. Yeah. I mean, it feels warm under all this snow, baby. So right. Alright. So let's go ahead and Oh, I forgot we hadn't even done that yet. I was like, right. oh, this is over, right? Nope. We gotta spin this wheel. Sex is the plot. The category for next week is sex is the plot. That's disgusting. I don't want to do that. What am I going to watch? I'm not watching pornography. No, you're not watching pornography. Well, I can't think of anything else to watch. That's a terrible category. Whatever, I'll try it. We'll see what happens. I'll let you know by Saturday if I can find anything or not. You just got to watch something with like showgirls or something like that. I've already seen showgirls. Okay. There's other things like. <sighs> Fine. Well, this has been fun. <laughs> Whose category was that? Who came up with that category? Oh, it was absolutely mine because I knew it would make you extremely uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> but not uncomfortable in like a like a like a uh, like you got so uncomfortable about um, torture porn. You it, can find something fun there. Come torture on. porn is just not like fun for anyone, right? Except for sadists. Uh, I don't know. I'll find something. I, there's plenty of stuff I can watch. I'll, I'll be creative. You put sex as the plot movies like on previous podcasts. Well, n- name, name, name one. Who's that guy with the big breasted women? Who's that guy? I don't know. Who is it? I can't you're the person that knows this shit frank um i really don't know big breasted bright bright colors late 60s russ meyer yeah is that right maybe well i mean russ meyer was into big breasted women what's the ebert movie is that it oh yeah 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 right oh yeah beyond the valley of the dolls yeah Eh, that's a sex as a plot movie. Meh, yeah. All right, fine. I'll find something. <laughs> there's all kinds of there's all kinds of Roger Corman stuff. I'm sure. Candy stripe nurses. See, I don't even know what that is. I've already seen it. <laughs> You'll figure something out. It's different. It's not gonna. It's not gonna involve wilderness, mountains, farms, snakes. Oh, it might. It might involve all those things. So wait, hold on. Is it wilderness, mountains, farms, and snakes? Oh, with, I mean, like with oh, sex yeah. is the plot. Every... I, buddy, I got you. I Jungle, got you. jungles, underground shit. Oh, like yeah, just it's keep, like keep it coming. Zoo animals, so, like come Zoolander. On. Zoolander. <laughs> Uh, did Hold you, have on, you see the Zoolander sequel? I have not, I mean, but I don't you know, think sex, sex is a, a plot of that. I bet you sex is a plot of that. 
So let's see. Mountains, farms, mm -hmm. wilderness. Yes, put farm sex. Snakes. Farm sex plot. Put that into um, Google. See what you come up with. Underground. <laughs> jungle. If you haven't seen it, you got to watch it, whatever it is. Movie. We'll put a movie in there. Let me copy, copy all. <laughs> uh huh. All right, Google, do your stuff. Well, the first result is great, often overlooked animated films, not Disney. Hmm. Uh huh. That sounds about right. <clears throat> the fifth result is retracing slavery's trail of tears. Smithsonian Magazine. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> I'm thinking that um these commas didn't help. I got to take those commas out. I, I don't know. If, I don't think commas matter. Hmm. I mean, they don't pay attention usually to commas or hyphens or, you know. I'm going to find something. I got okay. you. All right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Tubi gave me a whole bunch of crazy recommendations today, so we'll see uh -huh. what happens. Yeah. There's tons of shit on Tubi, man. <clears throat> um, as I'm starting to find out. So. All right. Well, next week, sex is the plot. Um, is there an exclamation point at the end of that? Nope. Mm. It's just sad <laughs> sex is the plot just, the, just i would have i would have thanked you in um you know 1994 right you could have watched me... you could have watched that version of blown away right like you know if you hadn't right. seen it well it would have given time. me the chance to you know bone up so to speak on my um friday night <laughs> cinemax could have watched some like emmanuel and space Get or some something. shannon tweed yeah no, no, I was well beyond Shannon Tweed. I was all about Sylvia Crystal and like her ilk. <laughs> oh, see, next week will be fun. Um, Emmanuel among the cannibals, but I've already it's seen the it. thing that it's the stuff that we never get to talk about. All right, everybody. I hope my kid week. goes somewhere next Tuesday night because <laughs> going to be uncomfortable otherwise. <laughs> There's going to be so many euphemisms. <laughs> he's 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 probably heard much worse. Oh, I'm sure he has, but he ain't. And it's probably heard much worse out of my yeah, mouth. I, I, I'll be honest yeah, with yes, each other. Anyway, whatever. Fuck it. All right. Have a good week. Deuces.